1: Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast.
0: We need a Will Smith song. (laughs) <laughs> we need a bienvenido. I, I was gonna a do Lionel that, Scott, Messi a Miami. <laughs>
1: we did that like two weeks ago, didn't we? I know, feel like but we, I'm were, saying, we were singing Miami two weeks ago. Yeah,
0: but now we need. I mean, we need a real song. Like they they need a song for this. Every mm, you know, this deserves an a anthem. remix.
1: You want a yeah, remix. Messi a
0: Miami. Yeah, something good. Yeah. Is it too dark in here? By the way, when I started getting preparing, it was and it wasn't too long ago. You were on the phone. And then all of a sudden, the the clouds rolled in, <laughs> and I think we're due for rain, and it got really dark. I'm like, you look dark you look
1: in? good to me. You look good to me.
0: Th- thank you. Thank you. But speaking the of, sun- Messy, the one thing—yeah, go ahead. Where, where, where were gonna, you going there? I
1: was going to say the sun is shining in Miami right now. Um, is it? Do we, do we know? Do we what?
0: do we know for sure is the sunshine oh, I in mean Miami? the metaphorical
1: sun the, the oh. sun of of soccer greatness Scott is shining in in Miami right now when we recorded last week uh we were kind of picking up on reports that it may be close um we have no deal yet but everybody seems to be pointing in the direction of Miami uh signing Inter Miami signing Leo Messi he would be coming to major league soccer the biggest star by leaps and bounds that has ever joined the league, I think a lot of American fans still don't really understand how popular Leo Messi is globally. Um, but a, a really huge moment coming up for, for Major League Soccer, um, and we can get into everything they're going to compensate him with, Scott, because it's a whole uh, smorgasbord of, uh, of opportunity. Um, they're actually renaming
0: but, the league, Messi League Soccer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No more majors, M, just Messi League Soccer. The for, for Messi the, it'll now. have a Jerry West-like logo of him kicking left-footed. So 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 let's actually we can start. With hold that, on hold right? on hold on hold on. Before we go anywhere, you know me. You said something and it sparked in my head. <laughs> no, but you went leaps and bounds. Yes. Now, don't forget, David Beckham played in this league and came over. And you you consider Messi leaps and bounds beyond David Beckham in terms of notoriety. And international fame. I do. Like that's yeah. not just a leaps. That's not just a bounds. It's a leaps and bounds. I think that I yes, I
1: feel actually fairly I feel fairly confident in this. But okay. both in, in in where he was as a player in his career and also in his crazy stardom, right? Messi is uh, I think and, and David Beckham, you're right, was a was a massive global celebrity. When he came to Major League yeah, that's Soccer, that's the only but reason
0: I, I asked if you wanted to stick with the leaps and bounds attached to each other.
1: I, I do want to stick with it because Messi, I think, is a much bigger star. And secondly, Beckham came here at at a time social media wasn't even a thing. Right? The 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 economy and scale and content around stars in 2023 is so different than it was. Ah, uh, back in the early two thousands when Beckham made this jump, that the yeah, I think that all sports stars Beckham are in had a lot the of Spice Girls or much bigger.
0: Had the movie, invented like Beckham, Beckham. He had he was in all the ads with his, with his shirt off.
1: If Beckham, if that if that was now, and and social media was what it was back then, I think maybe you can make an argument for it. But yes, I think that Leo okay. joining Major League Soccer is a different animal entirely than David Beckham joining, for sure. All right. So, and, and you're going to tell I think, me there's been 10
0: million signups for the Apple deal since this has become uh, known right? How, the, we're, that's what we're looking at here. That's what the hope is.
1: So, Leo, according to reports, is going to be compensated in a handful of ways, right? The the, the, the basic salary, which is not going to be anything compared to, to what European clubs can offer. But Major League Soccer is going to offer him, from what it sounds like, he's going to get an equity stake in Inter-Miami. He's going to get a, a cut of sales, both from... Jersey partner Adidas, and also from Apple. Right, it's it's a huge package that could eventually be worth, depending on how the business metrics pan out, depending on who you listen to. Probably in the end, it could easily be hundreds of millions of
0: dollars. I don't know. We'll see. It's enough um, to make him turn down four hundred million guaranteed a year from Saudi Arabia. It, it,
1: exactly, exactly. Um, but I think, and, and you you mentioned the Apple one there. T- to me, the Apple piece is the, is the most interesting. MLS for for a long time was doing the, the approach where you had different broadcasters in different places, right? And, and if this deal had happened under the old broadcasting system, Major League Soccer would have needed to to suddenly go negotiate a deal in Argentina and negotiate a deal in Brazil and negotiate a deal in Spain and negotiate a deal in Italy to capture the international appeal of Messi and the millions of people from very different countries that want to watch. One him.
0: stop shop wherever you would get have your podcast.
1: <laughs> a lot more complicated than it is right now, right? Which is the Apple deal. Everyone, no matter what country they're in, if they're in Brazil or Argentina or Spain, they're all buying into the same platform. There's no international media deal you need to negotiate. And in some ways, I, I do think the Apple deal makes a deal like this way easier for Major League Soccer because the through line to profiting off of Messi's huge popularity from a, from a, from a viewership standpoint is really simple with Apple, and it would be way more complicated under any other media setup that they would have.
0: And you would think it's been reported that Apple has a one-year-out clause. So if you're gunning for sort of a, a an immediate bump, mm. that would prompt the company to say, I think we're in this for the long haul. I can't think of a better player to, to come on in, play MLS, get people to sign up. So if I go to the page, do I get hit with a survey? Like, what has got you interested in MLS <laughs> and Apple? Is there a... You know, I don't know every team in the league. Uh, or Leo Messi, <laughs> is there is there a Messi tab where they can directly track how many folks are signing up because of him alone?
1: Have you looked at the social media stats, Scott? They are
0: remarkable. It, yeah,
1: Inter Miami has added more than six million Instagram followers in the past week. There are only a handful of U.S. sports teams, period, that have six million Instagram followers at all. It is now the most followed. U.S. sports team outside of the NBA on Instagram at all, and and I saw this number and shout out to Joe Pompliano who who tweeted it because I think it's amazing. Every week it seems like or before every game, Inter Miami tweets that standard photo of the starting eleven with their like arms locked. The 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 one they did before the messy news got seven thousand likes on Instagram. The one they did after the messy news got seven hundred and thirty thousand likes. So a a one hundred x. On just a standard post that has nothing to do with Leo, right? He's not even in the. Well, I don't know. Athletes have, have ego, but I don't see
0: Leo having his family sitting there. Guys, you got to go on and hit the like button. I don't see that <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: happening. Exactly. So, so the halo effect in a lot of ways has already started. Even though Scott, we're sitting here right now, recording early in the week. There, there's no deal yet. It hasn't fully been announced. If you go to Inter Miami's website. You won't see anything about Messi. Then go to MLS's
0: website. then you go to MLS's website you see Messi it all over. Messi versus no Messi.
1: It it's a really interesting the the way the media wise and and and, and there's a chance that Jacob Feldman's going to be be on this podcast filling in for me later in the week. I would love to hear his thoughts too. What do you too, mean there's, but there's but a the, chance? The, the <laughs> it's
0: it's like 100%. What do you mean there's it's, a chance? look I'm
1: doing some teasing, Scott. I'm doing some teasing. There's um,
0: <laughs> a chance.
1: The, the, the media rollout on this is is very interesting it's It's been kind of bizarre. There were tweets that were tweeted and then deleted on the day it was announced and Jorge Moss, one of the owners of Inter Miami, tweeted a a, a messy jersey kind of shrouded in darkness and clouds and the team itself has done again very little if at all to, to, to discuss Messi. The league has done the opposite. The league has done so much. Well, this is a lesson you don't what,
0: what do you need to do? This is actually a very wise approach. What do you need to do? Do I need Leo Messi out there doing hundred interviews saying how excited I am? Do I need to have this crazy public season ticket drive for Inter? Come join Leo Messi, and Oak. we're, we're going to be the, the most interesting team of in the league this year. It, it's all so un, unnecessary. I, I think that's
1: right, and I think that's part of. I mean, it's part of what's amazing here, right? Again, all of this, all of this Instagram and all the social media buzz has happened without Messi's face appearing at all on the on the social media page, right? And and you mentioned ticket sales. They're going crazy right now, both for Inter-Miami home games and games that they're playing on the road. A lot of that is speculation about when he may make his debut. If I bought that July 28th game against, against the Mexican team, um, thinking that might be his first one, I, I might be sweating a little bit, <laughs> thinking about, well, I want to get this deal done ASAP. I want to get him in a jersey ASAP. Um, but you're right, I think a lot of this may be not necessary because we're seeing so much of the business growth already without a deal being signed and without Messi being able to be announced.
0: Just prior to our recording, my cell phone rang and it was the owner of an MLS team who shall remain nameless. And I believe, uh, I didn't flat out ask, uh, but I think I'm a pretty good judge of these things in my 30 years of doing this and my conversations. Uh, I believe that this particular owner was poking fun at the breathlessness of the coverage and, and instructed me. I said, oh, we're about to do the podcast. And this person said, great, jump on board, teams worth a billion dollars, maybe two, absolutely greatest thing ever, with a bit of little tongue in cheek, firmly planted in cheek.
1: It's interesting. I was on the phone last week with a, I assume, a different uh, MLS <laughs> owner, and um, he and I talked a bit about the essentially how how much secrecy there is at Major League Soccer around this, and how even a lot of the team owners don't know any of the details about what's being offered to to Lionel Messi, right? And in other sports, that might not be a huge deal. Jerry Jones doesn't have insight into the conversations that Mara is having with with free agents, but in MLS which is a single entity league and look, there's a way to look at Messi as being a massive league sponsored salary cap circumvention right that that is the way these signings typically happen for major league soccer it does seem like there is still a lot of a lot of other MLS owners who are like yeah I Messi being here is great uh I want to know what we're offering him I want to know if he's getting a share of Apple money is that coming out of inner Miami's cut is that diluting everybody equally? How much, and this is the big question. Details, and we'll get details, some details. Yes. Yeah, but what are the deal points and how much does it affect the other 29 MLS teams that are not going to be uh, having Leo Messi playing for them and are maybe only getting the, the boost when he comes to play once a year?
0: Uh, my, my focus group of one just rolled in the driveway with two idiots in tow. Let's see exactly <laughs> how much noise they make as they come in. Into the house, and maybe we'll ask them if they're excited to see Lionel Messi come to Miami. Um, but the interesting part from our folks, our friends over at dirt.com, uh, Leo doesn't need to uh, struggle to find a place to live. Yeah, he's got Not that I was worried already. But. Yeah, not that I was. Oh, by the way, look at they all came in, and very, I must notice that I'm doing something. There was no yelling. Hey, hey, guys, question you're my focus group. Are you guys interested in seeing Messi play MLS? There's one no. Second. Of course. Want you want to see what happens. All right. So we have one yes, one okay. no. H- how about you, Alonji? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Two yeses, one no. I think Don Garber would take that from the yeah, subset. Yeah, that seems like a win. Yeah, the, yeah. from the 13 and 14-year-olds, if I can get <laughs> focus two group thirds. Of three. <laughs> focus group of three, 66% solid yes. I want to see what happens. I'm interested. But uh, in terms of relocation, Uh, I don't know how many exactly it said he owns, but tons of properties already in Miami. Uh, He doesn't really have to worry about finding a place to live. I wonder if he's going to have to boot out a renter. Say, you know, Mm. this unexpected business trip came up. I'm going to have to cut your lease short because I need the uh, penthouse apartment.
1: That's a nice leverage position to be in if you're that renter, right?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you want Messi's place? Yeah, sure. That's a fun (laughs) industry when you see famous athletes' uh, uh, homes go for sale. The value of it just being that person's home. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a really interesting thing. All right, tell me a little bit. And, and, and real
1: quick, oh. going back to to what you mentioned about the, the Saudi league and, and the massive, massive offer that, that went his way, um, it does seem very clear that, that Messi and his family would prefer to play in Miami than, than it would to play in Saudi Arabia. And as a result, even with everything we're talking about, It does seem clear that the the financial package that Messi is getting is probably going to end up being accepting something that is significantly lower than what it could have been if he had chosen to play
0: in Saudi Arabia. How about the statement, by the way, from Barcelona? Mm. Little bit of passive aggressive nature there. Yeah, okay. We understand. I mean, but Messi sort of did say, you know, I don't want to deal with the rigmarole anymore. I'm, I'm I'm excited to try this new challenge. But it, it just seemed as if it. it was like, yeah, go play uh, in that lesser league where you can have an easy time and not really be recognized. Uh, we wish you the best. Yeah, you know, seemed seemed a little bit of passive aggressive. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, TGL. What do we, what do we got there? The golf league, uh, next gen. I'm 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 always interested in, in sort of what's next. And by the way, related. If you don't think it's related to live in the PGA and and just. People looking for alternatives and new things, I don't think you're paying attention. It's all it's all interrelated. And uh, I'm interested, the PGA owns, I believe, I'm going off top of mind here, 18% of the entity, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Bam, bam. All right, well, now you're in business, <laughs> you know? <laughs> now you're in, in business with the commercial business of the PGA Tour.
1: TGL, for folks who, who don't know, is the Monday night team based golf league that Tiger Woods, Maury, Rory McElroy, uh, and former uh, Golf Channel executive Mike McCarley launched last year. They're aiming to to start actual play uh, in 2024. They just set, sold their first franchise, Scott, uh, Alexis Ohanian, his wife Serena Williams, and Venus Williams. Will I read the, it. The on primary Sportico. broke
0: it on Sportico. See, no, um, no, no, no. You didn't get that? I was That was good.
1: Oh, Reddit on.
0: Sporting. I read it on Sportico. You missed Alexis, it. That's on Alexis you, Alexis,
1: being a co-founder of Reddit. Yeah, I did thank miss you for that. explaining, did, but I, you missed it. That one's I on you. I did miss that. I totally missed it. Um, uh, that's the first of of six franchises they're going to sell um, for 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 starting play next year. I'm really interested in this, Scott, from a just from a product standpoint. That there's been even before last week's kind of bombshell commercial merger. There's been a lot of of, of upheaval in golf there's been a lot of people top golf has done this to a really good extent trying to kind of democratize golf to a, to a degree package it in ways that doesn't feel like it takes uh, 16 hours on a saturday and a sunday to consume and tgl is kind of trying to find that sweet spot it is uh, they're building their own facility uh, on on a college campus down in Florida. It's essentially simulator golf, Scott. It's it's a huge screen. The pros are hitting into the screen. I think the greens are going to be in the facility. So my guess is at some point it goes from simulator to the green itself. Um, but it's going to be a real test, I think, to see, one, what the golf purists think about, uh, a, a much shorter format Who with a lot more tech and a lot more bells and whistles. what the golf purists think about? And Who then cares? secondly, how many new people Again, there you go. I wish your focus group of three was still there. There you go. Yeah, how many they went outside to do, play wiffle ball. Do, <laughs> how many people do, who would never watch a tournament on a Sunday, decide on a Monday night, oh, I want to tune in and watch these people playing this essentially AR version of, of professional sports? Uh, I think it's going to be a really
0: interesting test. Two words for you, Novi Williams. Pitch, clock. Hmm. No yep. sport more steeped in tradition than Major League Baseball. None and when when they added the wild card oh what a joke a joke of the pennant race you know how boring a lot of baseball would be come down the stretch if you didn't have a wild card these days you know some team up by 12 15 games and no chance of it you've got to try you've got to grow you've got to uh, be willing to push the envelope and if the core doesn't like it that's fine there's there's there are other audiences what somebody told me today? Who? Oh, it wasn't today. It was um. It was Julie Ehrman was talking about at our event, uh, WX three the Women in Sports event. She was talking about I think one of her one of her early games. There was two, there were two games in LA. It was like a men's game of the of the World Cup team or some some big I forget whatever two big men. Maybe it was two European teams playing in LA, but they also had a women's game. And there was 80,000 in one venue, and there was 16,000 in the other. And she said the lesson was that there was enough of a fan base for both of us. Hmm. It it wasn't just soccer. It wasn't just soccer fans. It was Angel City community fans that they chose to come here when they had an option. Enough there, enough for us. Same thing here. No, it's not going to be the NFL. It's not going to do X billion in revenue. That's fine. Not everything has to be. Can you build a viable business with this particular product? And I I would wager that there are a ton of people out there who would like to sample golf, both as a player and as a viewer, without having to lose an entire Saturday or Sunday to do it. And particularly the younger set – that is so used to the gamification of sport that they can put their headsets on and they can they can figure out ways to to put themselves in the game. And we're seeing that now with all with all the new tech that the NBA has showed off at tech at its tech summit at all star. That's fine. That There's something for everyone. It's like the old cast, right? Not everybody wants to hear just the announcers. Maybe they want to hear Peyton and Eli going about it. Maybe they want to see the Nickelodeon broadcast where people get slimed. Maybe they want to see former players, former coaches talking about that. Maybe that's it. It's not broadcasting. It's narrow casting. That is the same exact thing uh, in sport itself.
1: And to that point, I spoke with Alexis Ohanian last week about this investment, and he did not won't surprise you. He did not talk about all these people that are sitting on their couch all day, Saturday and Sunday. What he talked about was being on Snapchat and being on Instagram and seeing people at young people at top golf, and at full swing, and and watching the box to box documentary, full swing that just came out on Netflix about the about the PGA tour, uh, all, all of those the, these little subcategories that he felt were people who were kind of just coming to the sport or were willing to touch the sport in all the other non traditional ways outside of, of of the main professional version. So so that was the demographic that he kept talking about was that TGL is going to be able to reach and and provide an option. For those people to get into the professional game, because right now what the sport offers, and I would think this is true both pre and post commercial merger, is just something that a lot of sports fans are just not interested in right now.
0: What is it? The 17th hole TPC, right? Right, something for everybody.
1: The waste management, you mean? Waste management. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The sixteenth
0: hole of the waste management. I'm I'm so glad that I screwed up both, and you knew exactly what I meant. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what the seventeenth hole of
1: TPC is the island one. That's also cool. All right, excuse me, it's late. I'm tired. It's
0: getting dark in here. Like I said earlier, yeah, the (laughs) sixteenth at Waste Management in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Just that people want something different. Exactly. And, and, and that's okay. Did you mention, by the way, that Venus and Serena are also involved? Or did I we did, just yeah. Stick I mentioned it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious when all this is said and done. I want to see what Serena's Venture Fund comes up with. Like, just sort of the whole... Give me the whole menu. I'm curious where, where she she's goes with this.
1: 60 60 plus investments in, I think, at this point, Scott. And she's only been retired for a year, right? I, I think the, the, the green grass in front of her, she must get incredible yeah. deal flow. Uh, she and her husband are a very powerful couple, both by themselves and together. Um, yeah, I think there's a, she, if you were listing the most interesting athlete investors, she would definitely be on a short list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure where Nikola Jokic would, would rank um, in terms of endorsers. He's almost now, nowhere to be in, seen. Or in two years. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, is this one of those where he doesn't want it, doesn't care, or it just wasn't available because, uh, and no, no offense to the Denver Nuggets, somewhat nondescript franchise, not quite all the way out west, but doesn't get a lot of national. I mean, the guy's a two time MVP. And if that was LeBron James everybody knows the name but you you could sort of poll a whole bunch of sports fans and say who was the two-time mvp of the nba i'm not sure a whole lot of people know nikola jokic is the right answer so were people late to him was he late to them do you expect a wave of jokic stuff coming up like his agent's going to say yes we want this this we want equity and that now we're going to be we're going to have our own venture fund and he's going to be part of it or it's just not the personality. I mean, he hasn't really addressed it. it. Just doesn't seem like he cares all that much.
1: I think there's something in the in the middle there. And and the 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 example we talked about a few weeks ago was was Giannis, right, who was a one of the best players in the NBA before the Bucks won the championship. But it felt like it took the Bucks winning a championship for for a lot of people to be like, oh no, this guy is a is a superstar. That didn't translate to a ton of from what I understand, a ton of equity investing or venture capital. I, I don't think n- not all athletes want to do that. I don't think Jonas has done a lot of it and maybe he don't wants to in the future. So it, 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 whether Nicola wants to or not, I think it's kind of a separate question. I do think that this championship, and we're recording right before game five, so it's looking good right now for Denver. Um, I do think that if Denver does pull this out, I think the, the, the even among casual basketball fans, it will be widely recognized that Nikola is one of, if not the best players in the league. Uh, he'll make that superstar jump in the same way that Giannis did. And then how he wants to capitalize on that financially, if he wants to outside of endorsements, that I think kind of remains to be seen. But I do think for someone who has a very small endorsement portfolio right now, I think that will change fairly dramatically in the next few years.
0: Let me put you on the spot and use your creative hat right now. Uh, You know, there's that fun website that helps you pick the name of private equity firms. It's like, what's your favorite color? Name your favorite tree, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the the Jokic brothers decide to start a fund. Give me the name. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was going to say the three Serbian brothers LLCs. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I want to know how to say brother in, uh, in, in, in Serbian. All right,
0: that's good. Um, we can go with that. That's
1: I think right. there's, ton, there's tons of options. But again, I think to your point, yeah, there's there's some athletes, and you know this, that just aren't interested at all. And then there's others who are, are hyper-focused on this from the minute they start making kind of big checks. and And, and, and that, I think, will be... Totally up to him, but I do think any if he wants those doors opened, uh, they are about to be. Uh, the hinges are about to be greased significantly uh, with this championship.
0: I had lunch today. I don't think I'm speaking out of school today. I had lunch today with Michael Bappis over at Rockefeller Capital, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of educating uh, work with athletes. And we were sort of debating the narrative. Where is the narrative now in terms of uh, the broke documentary? Mm through where we see now increased um, awareness, not only awareness, but action plan of athletes to get involved in investing. Um, And and again, not everybody has to be Andre Iguodala or Steph Curry or Tom Brady, but the fact that the stereotype of the athlete getting burned and opening up the restaurant and losing money, getting taken... I was like, I, I don't think we are anywhere near that. Like, you know, I'd love to see some some updated real data, not not the BS that led to that <laughs> that documentary. You know that's been one of my yeah, callings. Do. It's a, do. It doesn't even pass the common sense test, but okay, whatever, I'm off of it. I'm ready to move on. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious, maybe we should do it. Should we do that at Sportico? I mean, it won't be easy, but with some cooperation from the Players Associations, I think we could get a really good updated picture as to the financial health of athletes, both current and five years out of retirement, whatever it may be. If you, we'll have to we'll have to pick the parameters, but I, I think we'd see a far different story from what people still think is the situation.
1: Uh, agreed, I agree with you on both points. One, I, I never trusted the number <laughs> to, be, to begin with, but two, yes, I think that athletes nowadays. It, whatever the actual statistic is, I think are way less likely to to be bankrupt after, after, after playing. Uh, I think there's a few factors there. I, there are still athletes making dumb financial decisions, just like if you gave any 20 year old, there's still uh, sports writers check, making
0: dumb financial decisions. Th- and, there also, are, and there are doctors
1: making dumb financial exactly. decisions. Yeah. I think the, the big difference I think is that there is way more structure around managing athletes money now than there was three decades ago. And I would think the the percentage of pick any league, but the percentage of NBA rookies that have a actual professional, not someone they grew up with, but an actual professional managing their money is fairly high now. And it was not high uh, 30 years ago. That to me is the, is the big difference is that there is a huge structure around helping athletes manage their money now, um, uh, which just didn't exist, I think, in large part. Um, back when when those numbers were being being tossed around, well, I, th- um, I think one of the biggest
0: differences is big also difference. is they have that role model that they can look at. Like yep. everybody sees and hears about LeBron and Steph and Iguodala and Jalen Brown and Serena Williams. I mean, it's t- and Tom Brady. They when you're and and, and Sue, when you start talking about I want to own a team one day, and that has now become. The the battle cry. Michael Jordan is still the only former player to majority owner. I want to own a team one day. We hear LeBron say that about the Las Vegas NBA team that we're all sure is going to happen. You can't get there. I don't care who you are with the price of these assets these days, if they're opening up to private capital to make this work, if Josh Harris can't easily do it. The the reason these athletes so, and now they're coming in with the noise. Now, now they're coming in with the noise. Sheesh. Quiet down in the background. Thank you. Thank you. It's like having a crowd here. We'll get ready for our, like our live podcast. Um, where was I? Oh, so they, they see these folks. They, they have a different measure of success these days. It's not just, I, I want to buy a car, I want to buy a house, I want to be... They, want, they don't want to be rich. They want to be owner-wealthy. Yep. And that is a that is a far different. They understand the only way to get there is to take care of their money.
1: I also think that there are going to be we've had a few of them. There are going to be some massive athlete VC exits in the next in the next decade or so. Right. We, we've had a few so far. I'm talking like Kobe with, with 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 what he did with um yes I should uh, have, with, have mentioned Kobe, body Kobe. armor um th- th- there there's a handful of athletes like Shaq with Google there's a handful of athletes who got in early on companies and then made a lot a lot of money that is going to happen at a much much faster rate think about all the companies that someone like Kevin Durant is in right he I should only have needs mentioned
0: Durant I should have mentioned two of Shaq. those
1: yes. he only needs two of those to take off or even one of them right to get all of his money back I think the more athletes see those stories, right? That this company that KD put a million dollars into and now that share is worth a hundred million, whatever that, that company is, if that exists, uh, I think once we get a couple huge exits from from VCs for athletes, I think more and more athletes are going to wake up to the idea that, oh, this is an opportunity for me, uh, a different kind of opportunity to potentially make a lot of money that way
0: also. Uh, speaking of opportunity, did you see the average audience for the Oklahoma Women's Softball World Series? I did. I saw that it was quite large. large. 1.9 million. Right, So that that too would be Alexis Ohanian and and Julie Ehrman, all the people we've talked about, that there's opportunity there, the data is there to say that this is an opportunity. If I was a professional athlete and I want a lower price point for entry and I want something that may be willing to take off where I can get great ROI, return on investment, I'd be looking at women's sports, right? Mm. I don't need to buy into an NFL team. I don't need to buy into an NBA team. I don't need to buy into the billion-dollar valuation into miami <laughs> messi is here team. I, could, I can go find something else. Anyway, he is Eben Novi-Williams on the Twitter, Novi underscore Williams. I am Scott Soshnik on Twitter, at Soshnik. Our producer is Matt Whitehurst. He loves it when I say that he's done a great job. The digital media header is Cora Velman. She loves it when I remind you that the show uh, can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of the sportical Media